It's Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. Y'all ready for this? All right, 7 o'clock Sunday night, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Happy July to all of our listeners. Jerry in Portland, Jim in studio. Jim, happy July, first uh, July episode of Sports Phone. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I, I'm, I'm very relaxed. I, I don't yeah. have to, I don't, you know, I. you know me as well as uh, almost anybody, and you know I like to go to bed early and get up at 5 in the morning and... I'm so happy, or so relaxed. I the best best statement is because I don't have to go to work tomorrow, so I don't know why. It's just making me relax. I don't have to rush home, get everything ready for the morning, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And we were talking about this before the show. Is we're both so routine oriented. Oh yeah. That we I got in, sat in down at my my office desk. And what I always do on Sundays before the radio show starts, before we connect, is I pull up my work email, respond to emails, look at my work calendar, see what I have going on on uh, on, on on Mondays. And then I remembered, I looked at my calendar, I was like, oh, I don't have anything because I don't have to work tomorrow. And yeah, there's a, there's a chill vibe. I'm going to get to relax after the show. I don't have to go to bed right away, kind of what you said. It's it's, yeah. it's a nice, relaxing environment so far here on the sports phone. Um couple of housekeeping items which we will get to again at the end of the show so jim remind me if i forget okay. uh, i will not be here next week uh there will still be a show that will be july 10th uh i will not be a part of sports phone i'm going to be taking some time off down in uh arizona which is where I, somewhere i lived for six years i'm going to be spending some time down there taking a little vacation jim will be here along with our trusty co-ho or alternate host i guess we'll say vince lee he'll be hanging out with us or with Jim uh, to get through next week. So we'll remind everyone again at the end of the show, but I will uh, want to, there will be a show next week, even though I will not be here. Don't re- remember that, that, uh, well, every time one of us hasn't been on the show before, we, we've usually like to call in. So, uh, we're, we're hoping to get you to call in next week. Yeah. We'll see where I am. We'll see what's going on. And, uh, <laughs> And I will, I will do my best. Right. Uh, but welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. If you are new to this show, uh, this is an open forum sports talk show. Nothing uh, too crazy there. It's really not that uh, complicated of a show. Jim and I are sports fans, coaches, as a coaches, players, fans, whatever you, you want to call us. We've probably been involved with it. Uh, we spend a large portion of our, of our lives uh, in conversations, interactions between the two of us talking about sports. So we'd like to spend this one hour a week uh, opening up that conversation of the larger KZYX listening audience and letting you get involved in the conversation. More important than that even is you getting to choose uh, what the topics are. So anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, it could be professional sports, high school sports, college sports, rec league stuff, anything you want to talk about, as long as it is sports related, we want to hear about it. You can give us a call at 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, 707-895-2448. No guests this week. Phone lines are open. So if you've got anything you want to talk about, give us a call as long as it is sports related in some way, shape, or form. Jim. I've got a, I'm starting out with a trivia question. It's just, I, I think I know the answer to it. And one of my rules about answering a tr- asking a trivia question is you, you can't ask a question if you don't know the answer. That, that's important because then, then you leave everyone hanging. But I'm sure. sure you know the answer to it, so I'm going to ask it anyway. But so 
Uh, we, we changed our song, what, about four or five months ago now? I, I don't know. We, we, we got people. I would say closer to two, but yeah, we changed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, where's that song from? I'm asking uh, a little oh, trivia boy. question. I know some people know. And I know we've said it before. See, the problem with this is it's not what you think it is. Your answer is wrong. <laughs> you don't know what my answer is, but oh, you think you know what my answer? I is. I think I know because I've because you because you've done or, this before. Or I what think, is it me. used for? Is that a better question? What was it used for? I, that's an open-ended question. It's been used for multiple things. And what is the most famous thing it was used for? You, you the question you want to ask is what movie was it used in? What movie was it used in? <laughs> That's what you want to ask. But but this this song was not designed for that movie. It has not been used only in that movie, but it is one of its more well-known uses was okay. in, in a specific What sports. movie was it in? That that's going to be, be be the question. That's what I actually wanted to ask. Um who who uh, wrote the song? Do you know? That is unclear. I've, uh, I've tried to figure that out. And it's unclear. It's it's huh. it's from an album called Jock Jams, huh. and I I don't. But that album was like a bunch of different people, and I've never really been able to dig up who actually wrote that song. Um, jeez, might have to call in uh, the famous JJ Burner to, uh, to. I don't think he's gonna know the answer to that. <laughs> he. He knows the answer to most uh, of the rock questions that I that I put out on his show. Sure. All right. Uh, you want to move on? Yeah. Or you want to get started? 707-895-2448. I'd love to see someone bring up some topics for us tonight. But we've got some that uh, we're excited about talking about. You know, I was looking, yep. th I was looking through... Uh, this Day in Sport, which is one of my favorites, is is I like to go, you know, um, what I'm finding is I, I listen to rock stations, and they have a This Day in Rock history, too. I, it's not an uncommon thing. I think even NPR does what happened this day in, in national news. So it's not an uncommon concept. And I realized that after we started doing it, that this is done on the radio a lot. Um, seven three, July third. This day, I so I I go all the way back into the eighteen hundreds when I research this, and usually I, I I'm I'm eliminating some like after about six or seven. This time I got all the way to 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 twenty twenty, and I was so bored I didn't even read twenty twenty, and I said ah oh, there's nothing here I'm I'm just gonna almost everything was Wimbledon, yeah, and um. Uh, or in some fashion, it ended on this day. It, you know, it started on this day. Whatever. This was, guy won. This guy lost. This guy had a streak broken. That kind of stuff. That kind of thing. Uh, speaking of what's uh, this day, a streak did get bro broken this day in Wimbledon. I'll I'll mention that in a minute. Um, but then you said, look at 2020, and both of the things that happened on July 3rd, um, 2020. If you can think back, where were you on July 3rd, 2020? Well, you should have been holed up in your house, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it, it was major part of the lockdown. Yeah. All-Star Game, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game was announced canceled Yeah. In, in July 3rd of 2020. That's amazing. Do and, you remember, and this is where I, I think it jogged my memory when, when I read this, not necessarily that event. But do you remember the stretch of months that we did this show? And it wasn't just us, like all of sports media, which sure, I'll put us in that that group, had to deal with this. But we had to deal with multiple months of this show 
not having anything really to talk about. Yeah, you you know my favorite thing to watch on on uh, on television for um, for sports is I like I'm 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 a sports center fanatic. I, yes, I, so highlights. I like watching highlights and get the stories and all that. There was nothing going on. Yeah, they, and and looking back on it though, it's it's interesting just from the sense of those were some of my favorite shows that we did. Looking huh. back on it, because really? we got to, we came up with so much bizarre stuff to talk about <laughs> beyond just like checking in with COVID and and you know all those things. Because we got to have like all these other bizarre conversations didn't we, that were really really fun. Did we have a really long streak of of uh, of interviewing local coaches and athletic yeah. directors? And, yeah, we and, brought on a lot of people and uh, principals. About like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know. Wow, how, how are you handling? Yeah, we did a lot of that type of stuff. Um, there was a lot of hypotheticals about like, hey, what does this sport look like when it comes back? Like a lot of stuff like that. It was it was really fun. I, I, I enjoyed those. That obviously I didn't enjoy being locked down yeah, in a yeah, pandemic, yeah. but I I enjoyed those shows because they were unique and, and challenging. And on July third, twenty twenty, the same same year, same year. Who would have same ever, day. Same day. Actually, you're right. Yeah. The same day, July 3rd, 2020, the Cleveland Indians, this is interesting for me, the Cleveland Indians um, announced that they were going to look into changing their name, which which I don't think they were the first. Were they, were they before the Washington Redskins football No, team? they were after. They were after. So they were after. It, it was this... Um, it was this big movement of getting some of the, what's the best way to say this, less popular names of, uh, and considered racist names. It, it was, no, I, I think you can even bore it, like not bore, narrow it down even more. This was about Native American team names. Specifically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah specifically, yeah. And um, so the Cleveland Indians became the Cleveland, I just realized this, it's funny because that came up. And I thought Today. to myself, and I thought to myself, I just saw the Yankees play in the Guardians, and I was just going to ask you tonight, who are the Guardians? That's <laughs> what else, Cleveland Guardians changed their name to Cleveland. It's not a good name. I don't know. It's not, it's, it's not a good name. I understand it has something to do with the bridge in Cleveland, and I think we talked about this at some point. And there's Guardians of the Bridge or something, but it's not a good name. I, I remember. This is one of those things where I feel like every time a name gets chosen, there's better options out there. Um, like I, I remember someone did a mock-up of what the Cleveland Spiders would look like, and it was such a cool logo someone came up with. I feel like there's always a better name. Same thing happened with Washington the, when the Redskins changed their name to the Washington Commanders. Like just they, they would have been better off staying the Washington football team. I like the Washington football team. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, 707-895-2448. Just getting started here. About 15 minutes into the show. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about. 707-895-2448. That is the number to call if you want to talk about sports. Yeah, it was just, I have an old t-shirt. Jamestown Red Raiders. That's my high school team. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I don't know, and I don't know if anyone from Jamestown is listening, but I, I wonder, do you remember if this came up when we were talking about the te team names? Did I mention or did someone mention or my mother mention that they were changing the Jamestown team? Did that ever come up? Uh, my high school I, team? I remember that it was 
being yes happening yes oh, they were talking about i haven't heard anything 707-895-2448 give a call to the sports phone that's this day in sports and um besides that uh, a big day in wimbledon today um i think it was, it was either today or tomorrow i get behind because i watch you know i watch uh, i'm assuming you mean yesterday because tomorrow couldn't have happened yet yeah i mean today <laughs> or yesterday because i watch sports center that i record in the middle of the nights so it's right. not today and um i think we've decided that you pronounce the woman's name last name Schwentek. and it's it, uh, uh, Schwentek. Schwentek. and she was playing uh, an un she's a number one by far she's just on a roll she's won 30 she won 37 matches in majors in a row and uh, she lost to an unnumbered, what's the right word? Unranked? Unranked. And unranked. run unranked person today in, in straight sets. That happens. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, hap- it happens. And it happens yep. in tennis and golf. You know, I, I think yep. there's more upsets in tennis and golf than almost any at any sport. Nadal rolled. Roll, he just, you know, just, just rolled over um, an unranked player. And Djokovic is still in it, you know, the, in, in the men's side. Oh! think Djokovic is in it he lost today I don't think he's in the tournament oh yeah he is oh no he's not Russian never mind no no he's not Russian I got mis- yeah. no he, he's in it yeah um and and the other one is that I was talking to a tennis fan my mom about this um th- this weekend um Serena Williams lost in in the um in the first round mm-hmm and the question now, and, and my mom's the ever, ever, everlasting optimist, saying, "Oh, she just wasn't ready. She's got to work her way back into playing form. She's forty years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's gonna like take a year to get in playing form. Then you know she's gonna be forty-one. So, so um, I, I got a feeling we're looking for a, a retirement pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, you, you done talking about tennis? Is that what you're telling you me? You brought it up, not me. <laughs> well, it is. That's. I wanted to tennis use, and baseball. That's that's your wheelhouse. I know, but to, I, I, I'm along for the ride when tennis and baseball come up. All right, how about football? Uh, we can talk a little bit of football. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about. 707-895-2448. You know, actually, Jer, let's let's go back to last week just for a second here. Okay. Um, we brought up uh, just uh, – I like to stay updated on this because everyone's talking about it, even if you disagree with it. It's being talked about. Um, sure. I, I run into it at a clinic where I'm the only – I work at a medical clinic. I'm the only one that cares about sports. And uh, people are talking about uh, Brittany Griner. So um, give a quick update of what happened. She went to court finally, right? Yes. She had her preliminary hearing – uh, I think it was two days ago, uh, a couple of witnesses. I think most of it was behind closed doors. Next session is scheduled for the 7th. Um, the only other thing kind of of note there, and this is purely a hypothetical, uh, like at this point that this has not happened, but there's been a lot of talk about the, uh, the idea of her just pleading guilty, uh, which then sets up the, uh, the, the possibility of a prisoner swap. And that can't happen until she, is guilty so then then she's officially a a prisoner right so so there's still there's all this interesting thing to talk about we still don't know 
for sure. We assume that they didn't lie about her having illegal drugs at the airport. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming she did, um, which is a minor offense in the United States, but it's a major offense. And, you know, we had an interesting call right at the end of the show last week that yeah. brought up a topic that you said you wanted to, to look more into, and that is... Um, privilege and uh, the gentleman that brought it up last week very eloquently spelled out basically when you when, didn't we boil it down to if this was you or me we'd be in jail and we wouldn't be traded for anybody but this is a famous person so she's getting I, yeah I, I think to yeah to, to say it in another way if if you or me or somebody else got arrested in Russia for breaking Russian law it wouldn't be a national news story right and and there wouldn't be a a a a uh, group of people at at this scale advocating for our release, and probably wouldn't be considering talking to the to to uh, the United States federal government about a prisoner trade if it was you or I. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. And so where where this kind of came from was not necessarily that idea, but that idea kind of sparked a, a, a conversation. With Jim and I after the show last week about this idea of athletic privilege, and, and I think it, you can, it can get expanded out even further than that to famous person privilege, or even I think as Jim put it before the show, money privilege. But I thought that this would be an interesting conversation. I know we got a call coming in, so let's take that. But to have a conversation about the idea of privilege for athletes in in a large in a larger scope. You're on the air. Hi. You know, I called last week, but it was too late in the hour, and you guys had just brought up this uh, notion of privilege. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that, um, first of all, I was, I'm really annoyed with your assuming that uh, she's, she's guilty of something. You know, she's guilty of being an identifiably black woman celebrity. That's all she's guilty of. That's the only fact that we know. And and when you assume that she is guilty of having drugs or whatever is purported, you know, our, isn't our legal system predicated on people being innocent until they are proven guilty? And how dare you make this assumption? And I, I don't to get think... back to... No, go ahead. Sorry, Carl. I, I thought you were done. To... Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Uh, well, you, uh, you can respond because um, I have another point, and it is uh, further on. But what were you saying? You don't think what? Well, no. I, I, if, if, that came, if it came across that way, I, I apologize hundred percent. I, I do not assume to know any facts other than what gets reported. Well, Jim is the one who, uh, who made the statement about assuming. He kind of tossed it off. I assume she's guilty of something. No, I, I never said I assumed she was guilty. And I if, I, if, I, if I said it that way, that, that was that was incorrect, and that was just that was a misstatement on on my part. I, I I can't speak to whether she's guilty or not. I can only speak to what is being reported about it. So I, I, if I said she was. I'm assuming she's guilty. That was just that was a, an incorrect. That was a mistake on my end. I, I did not mean my, to say. On my that, defense, right? on my if defense, caller, and my defense, chair. Um, I stated that I assumed the Russian government isn't lying. 
that she was caught. Whether that's guilt in the legal system, I don't know. But the fact is, they detained her for having the possession of what they call an illegal drug. Whether that makes you guilty or not, I'm not commenting on. I'm commenting on the fact that that's what they're holding her for. Whether they planned right. they They grabbed her. They grabbed her and they said, oh, you've got this uh, substance and we're going to broadcast this to the world. We don't know if it's true or not. It did happen just a few days before the um, beginning of that invasion into Ukraine. <clears throat> it, it is somehow convenient. So I would think that if any assumptions are made, it would be made in the direction of how convenient it is to have a person, you know, who who um, is identifiable and as a uh, somebody who's holding or carrying on in an illegal fashion in Russia. But anyway, what got me so angry last week was you talking about privilege, and I don't think that you can talk about privilege and and and. Um, and black women. I just don't think you can do that. I, I, I wasn't specifically calling it out to Brittany, to black women. I was speaking about it in a, in a larger sense of athletic privilege. Like, do you think, and I'm just, I'm curious that this is, I'm just curious about your perspective about this. Do you think that athletes, regardless of gender, race, do you think that athletes are not given certain privileges that people that aren't athletes do not have? Well, of course they are. Right. And so that's all That's all I was saying. It wasn't specific to Brittany Griner. It was specific to, it was about the fact that if this happened to a non-athlete, again, black, white, man, woman, it wouldn't draw the same attention that it does and there wouldn't be the same level of advocation. It, to me, it's not well, a it probably privilege. wouldn't have happened. It probably wouldn't happen to to Joe Cool or Mary Smith. It wouldn't have happened that they would have grabbed them. They would have investigated. Wouldn't have investigated the bag. You know, it would never have come up. That that that's something we'll never know. But that's that's possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's what but I'm saying. Yeah, but the yeah, and that's that's totally fair, and, and I and I understand that. But I just want to make sure it's clear that the privilege in that I'm speaking of does not come from the fact that Brittany Griner is a black woman. It comes from the fact that she is an athlete and a famous athlete at that. that and that's where the privilege comes from that I, that I was speaking about. I appreciate the call. Let's take another one. Yeah. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, guys. How we doing? Hey, Vince. Doing hey, well. Vince. Good. I, I think we can assume that she is not going to get a fair trial, nor is she getting a fair yes. stake. Yeah. So a little it's stat like, about yeah. this, Vince. I don't know if you knew this, but I looked about it. I looked it up. Uh, 1% of drug charges in Russia are found not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the stat that I found. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's something even more bizarre in Russia that you can appeal an acquittal. And so you can get found not guilty, have that appealed, and then be found guilty like in a second trial almost. So, yeah, Russian law is intense. 
leave it at that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 again, this, there's there's so many layers to this, but you know, it, there still has been no real proof that she had anything on her. It's still right. alleged. It's it's all tied up in their system. So it's it's a bummer, but. To go back to your privilege point, and, and for the last caller, you know, the fact that you weren't speaking of just a, a, a black woman, we're talking privilege of, like, I don't know, a quarterback or a running back beating his wife and getting a second mm-hmm. chance. Yes. Or getting caught with dog fighting on their property and getting a second chance. Or whatever it is, like, people in those positions, if you're athletic and you've got ability, unless, you know, you protest the, the, the national anthem, apparently you can get a second chance. So, yes. it, it, <laughs> so that's the privilege we're going with here. Yes, and, and I'll I, give you a and, and I'll give a great example of this uh, that just happened. Um, Miles Bridges, he's a six nine, six ten, freaky athlete that plays for the the Charlotte Hornets. He just got arrested for uh, domestic felony, domestic violence charges. Um, I, if if I was a betting man, and I hate that I'm saying this, but again, I just look at it, again, the history of privilege, he will be back in the NBA in some form at some point, or will play professional basketball again, because he's too young and he's too talented. The point I I made, Vince, was it's not just athletic privileges. The the same thing, we we hear these, when we hear of a, well, Bill Cosby, or, or somebody famous there's a lot of things that I think have happened to famous actors, famous politicians who've gotten second chances that I don't think you or I would get. Oh, oh, absolutely not. I mean, first off, you wouldn't even hear about it on the news. And <laughs> second, true. we would, you know, it would, it, it, it would be just we're part of the system at that point. It, it, that's, that's the complete difference for sure. And, it, it, and you're right, Jim, it's not just athletes. I mean, this is a yep. sports show, so we're talking athletes, but it's all across lines of privilege without any doubt. And it, it's, a little bit of a bummer because I'll tell you, you know, people do make mistakes. I'm not saying some of these egregious things are a mistake, but people do make a small mistake. Maybe like what Brittany Griner's going through. Had that been a different country, she'd probably be home by now. You know, so it's it's just sometimes it's bad timing, and uh, but the privilege part doesn't go away. You're still getting a preferential treatment. I'm sure she's not in the worst. Oh, I don't know. Actually, she's in Russia, but you know, we would be in like the worst prison they have. She might be actually detained in like a nice, somewhat further standard uh, prison because Se- of her, you know, her stat. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. We're talking about uh, this is the sports phone. Got about another thirty one minutes. We're talking about. Well, we started bringing an update on Brittany Griner, and it sort of morphed into. How does an ath- does a famous athlete um, get treated differently? Well, in this case, on the in the law of another another country, and um, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be that specific to that like idea of a laws in another country. It can be about it, the idea of just that athletes have a privilege that me and you and any somebody anybody else doesn't have. That's and. and, and t- and part of that privilege comes from money, right? So, yeah. again, had this been a different country, yes, maybe there were still laws against it, but because the financial backing would have been there, she gets to go to, like, you know, a, a trial or, or any kind of court hearing with a lawyer that's paid for and, and paid for well. 
And so that that's the biggest part of it. I mean, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the NBA free agency, but have you seen the the money that's thrown around these days? Like, I mm-hmm. I didn't realize how. I mean, for love of goodness, not even like Russell Westbrook's going to make almost fifty million dollars. <laughs> like a guy, a guy really? that has played a guy, a guy that that I love watching, but a guy in the name of Zion Williamson, who's played like all of fifty games in his career, just got paid two hundred million dollars yeah. over five years. Yeah. There's a lot of money it's getting like, thrown around. Oh my gosh, that that's I think the biggest thing for me is like it's just all about the money. If you've got money, you can you're most likely going to come out okay. You know, now, now the grind of situation is a little bit different because I believe there's a lot of politics involved. And so mm-hmm. this is going to get drugged on longer than I think it normally would have, say, five years ago when relations were a little bit different with Russia. You know, I think this would have been handled a little bit differently. But her money is still keeping her in a better place than it would keep you and I. Yes. Vince, let me take another call. Listen up. we got some other topics coming up. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Vince. You're on the air. Hi, this is Tim from Moscow, Idaho. Hi, Tim. Thanks, Tim. It's always a pleasure. Cool. Um, anyway, uh, I wanted to, I'm not going to talk about Brittany Griner. I wanted to change the subject. And I wanted to bring up a, a subject that I rarely hear discussed on the sports phone, and it's motorsports. It's what hey, I'd like to yeah. go on about today. And yeah. in particular, um, it's motorcycle racing. And in fact, it's the Isle of Man Tourist Trophy race. And for your listeners who are not really familiar with Tourist Trophy, it's essentially racing on um, roads, not on a closed course, but on the roads. This is the roads around the Isle of Man. It's Scotland, about or, miles. Scotland or England? It's, about the, it's actually um, it's the kingdom of itself, I believe. It but is, huh? I, we're going to go with Britain if okay. we have to go with anybody. Great Britain, okay. okay. Anyway, it's a road course that's 37 miles in length around the Isle of Man. And um, the thing that, that is interests me about it, I, I sort of became interested in motorcycles back in the 60s, and um, I never really understood the TT racing in the Isle of Man because it was so far away and I never experienced. But anyway, back in the 60s, um, they could lap the course at an average speed of 95 miles an hour. Wow. And it's a lot of open roads, so they can really wail along, but there's some into towns and whatnot, so the speed comes way down. And 95 was really quite fast, but today um, they lapped the course at 135 miles an hour. That's the average speed. And these are two-lane roads, you think? Well, the way that the way the course works is um, it's a, for basically elapsed time, and they don't oh. all start off at once. They they set them off 10 seconds apart, and there's like oh I don't know four or five different categories. So they're not all shooting off all at once down basically little two-lane roads. And sometimes they get down to basically a lane and a half. Um, but in any case, uh, uh, 135 miles an hour average speed. And so that means um, on the parts where they can really fly, they're touching 185, 200 miles an hour. Anyway, um, the reason I, I bring this up is because it interests me. Do they and shut down the, the roads? Is it, yeah. <laughs> is it a big, what kind of question is that? Is it a big event? I mean, the are, there, are, there big, they, they, are there big crowds? I mean, is, is this a big event like that? It is. It's a it's a kind of a week-long party, and huh. the people get out long. They line the roads, and it's like the Tour de France. You're right there with these motorcycles wailing by at 200 miles an hour, 
and if you catch the videos of people watching this, um, uh, they are really close to the, the spectators within wow. inches. Wow. So, Tim, um, the, the thing that gets me with this type of bike racing, and I, I think this is more of a general comment than to, to this specific race, but whenever I see these types of bikes uh, in action, the thing that's always so amazing to me is they, when they go around a corner, their knee might as well be like scraping off the ground. It, it, it's like they're not really turning a steering wheel. It's just like as much as the leaning. And, the, and it's, it's always baffling to me watching that or, or it's impressive to me, one, how they can maintain balance at that level of speed. And then also just the fact, like I said, that their knee is almost skating on the ground when they go around corners. Um, it, if this is just a sport like and just motorsports in general for me. It's it's one of those blind spots for me when it comes to sports, boxing. And, and this, I think fighting sports and, and motorsports are blind spots for me. But this stuff is crazy to watch, especially on, with these types of bikes. Um, when you're talking about the, the knee touching the ground, that actually happens a lot in yeah. Grand Prix racing where they're on, they're on courses and it's set up for it. But in the Isle of Man where it's just basically roads, um, not only they get way over and their knee perilously close to the ground, they're going past like um uh brick walls and and buildings um mm-hmm. so their head is perilously close to something that, that could take it off they're going through town uh, if they, they're going if through they towns, aren't they? yes they, they rave through towns and yeah, they're out yeah. into the countryside and they go up a mountain and they come down the mountain huh. um uh, but it's it's really quite fantastic and uh any case huh. um i just so, thought i would bring up motorsports Tim, can I ask you one more question about this race before? Because yeah. you, you seem to know it well. So I, I have one other question about this race after I've been reading into it a little bit. bit. So um, in 2005, 11 people died for, in this race. And it, yeah, it seems like that's not the only year that there's been fatal accidents in this race. Is that no. just an accepted part of this race? Like, because to me, that seems like that'd be shut this down immediately type thing. Jer, is it just an accepted um, crowd part of this or race? racers? Yeah, five, five died this year. Crowd or racers? Um, Both. Um, ra- it was only racers this year. Yeah, but, there have been um, bystanders when, in the past. When you're averaging 135 miles an hour, if you drop your bike, um, and there's you know, it's not going to go. You're not going to go skidding off the track. You're going to hit something with it. And and if you go high side, the bike's going to hit you. I, the bike might hit a spectator. Um, it's there's just no room for error. And if you, I mean, there's only one corner that I can think of where you're down to 35 miles an hour. Otherwise, all the other corners are well above 100 miles an hour. Um, over jumps. Um, it's it's just phenomenal. And I really can't believe that people have the <laughs> the nerve to. Uh, ride the the the, the it, course. At, at there's the some. There's some. There's some. It, it almost sounds. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Jim. There's some famous race racing that you know. I'm not that big into motorsports, but some of the ones that just just uh, you know that are hard to when when you see it for the first time, like television, like the Baja 500 or whatever it's Baja 1000, whatever it is, and and how hard that is, and how long, and the weather, and the dust. It's and then all this Isle of Man what. It's so dangerous that our people are, are dying and, and the, the crowds are getting hit by the motorcycles. It's just some of them are just so intense. And that that's what I think about some of the motorsports is, is um, I'm always like listening to say, oh, this, this one's really wild. Well, it, it almost yeah. sounds like just 
the kind of the, what I'm hearing that description from Tim, it, the comparison I was making almost in my head was to big wave surfing in the sense of like hmm. people that are big wave surfers know that something goes wrong on a, on a wave, right. they could easily die. Yeah. And so it almost seems like the people that are entering this race, they're yeah, going into fair. it knowing that that possibility exists. Yeah, and, and where do they put it in their mind? How do they sort of um, uh, right. put that somewhere way back in the reaches hmm. and uh, just climb aboard and off they go? That's fascinating. 707-895-2448. Um, what's the name of this race again, Tim? It's the Isle of Man TT, which stands for Tourist Trophy. Wow. Isle of Man Good Tourist stuff. Trophy. Been um, going since 1907. What time of year stuff. is it? It just happened about two weeks ago. Mm. Okay. Cool. That's great. There you go. Thanks, Tim. I love it. Thank you so much, Tim. Oh, there's, a funny, change, there's a change I, in subject. Yeah, it's funny. Like I think of motorsports, and really I think the only one I think about is NASCAR, right? But there's yeah, this course, whole yeah. world of motorsports oh, beyond NASCAR. Specialty that, races. That exists. When you've got like uh. bike racing on 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 road on dirt like there's so much there's a whole world of motorsports out there that i just don't know about because i don't think it, it gets the national attention because the only one that gets the national attention here is nascar and then you know indie racing to a to a minor extent 707-895-2448 jerry now that there's no calls right now you want to hear about the uh you can relate to this one because you've been there but the the jim mac and wendy tourist trophy with a race around maui uh, I think we can table that for another time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, um, what do but you want to, I guess, yeah, I, I guess before we, we get off of it, uh, cause you know, motorsports stuff there, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in the, in the subject, oh. like did, of, of the idea of athletic privilege? I know we kind of talked about it in different ways, but before we move on from that, did you, were there any kind of outstanding thoughts I thought it. I, I thought it. Um, I think we kind I, of thought, addressed. I, I thought what it, I it came to, to an end week. right before Tim called. I, I think it was a good ending. Vince got his feelings out. You got mine. I, I always get upset when, um, um, when I get misunderstood on the radio, and and I apologize if anyone else thought I was assuming uh, Brittany Griner was. Um, guilty i'm saying they reported that she had this stuff i don't assume i don't know what's true and what isn't true that's all all i can say is what what's yep. been reported on the news yep yep absolutely 707-895-2448 coming to the back half of the show here about 20 minutes left give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about uh while we're waiting um for a call jim you've got the list in front of you uh, where where do you want to go from here? There's all all sorts of options on the table. Well, this this one might be a quick one. Um, I just saw that that a a basketball card for LeBron James sold for two point four million dollars. <laughs> yeah, something special this something... about those cards. I mean, besides this LeBron's card, um, that I hadn't heard before. What, what are the what are the kind of cards that that, that sold? Do you remember? So it, it's called a triple logo man card. I don't specifically know what makes this card so special or valuable. Um, you mean that kind of card? Yeah, I, I don't fully understand it. Uh, there's only five of them that were created uh, in a collection. Um, 
Oh, okay. Here we go. Sorry, I understand now where this came from. So the and they feature NBA logo patches from three from from jerseys. Uh, okay. This is only card that has all three of the logos the, of, of the patches that James has played for. So they, that's they, what makes it so valuable. They show the, the, the logos, Lakers, the Heat, and the Cavaliers. And so there's a card out there, a basketball card. My idea, you know, someone's pictures on the front of a sports card, and the back has their stats, all the kind of stuff. Yeah. This has also the uh, pictures of the patches of the teams that he played I, I for? think it's actual patches my based on my read of this really that I, a picture i don't see what would make it valuable because you could put a picture on on something like, so they really actually easily. took the patches glued them on a piece of cardboard i, I think this has actual patches on it um huh. based on my read of it but what's interesting about this and then then we can kind of move on so the card sold for 2.4 million dollars in an auction uh not only and it it's considered and this goes back to the idea of money in sports it considered to have wildly underperformed in that auction so they a rookie really? card of lebron james sold last year for 5.2 million dollars so wow. 3 million dollars more than this card and it didn't even come close to the all-time record uh which is 6.6 million dollars uh for a honus wagner card uh baseball card wow so is this that, is a, I mean, again, it's really weird to think to about $2.4 million underperforming, but in comparison to what I think people expected it to do, uh, this card wildly underperformed at $2.4 million. Wow. Yeah. 707-895-2448. Give us a call. We're here on the sports phone for another 15 or so so minutes. So that was that. Um, Quick and easy story. Yeah. Another, another, uh, you know this one right at the at the end of talking. I, I was bringing up about may, maybe this worked by by the fans. You know, so so what I'm um, I know I'm I'm not saying enough here to to get this. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know the uh, I was going to bring up a topic that that I was reading that the lowest attendance like in in the modern era was for the Oakland Athletics. They were getting like oh, three thousand sure, sure, sure. people at a ballpark that I think. What fits twenty five thousand? I don't know. I think it's closer to fifty. Fifty thousand. Right. Really. Yeah, I, I would say it's like thirty thousand plus. So it looked. Oh, that's right. It's a big stadium. It's not an indoor arena. It's a big stadium. Yeah, they hold at least fifty thousand, probably. And the Oakland Athletics. No one was going to the game. There's only three thousand people. I saw some pictures of of, and they had it on uh, Sports Center. It literally looks like like. You know the families were in the crowds. A couple of the families were in the crowd. Yeah, that, that, that was, was about it. it. You know, it, it looked like a a basketball game in in um you know a, a tournament game in Potter Valley where Potter Valley wasn't playing. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, but all this coming to the point of c- coming to the point of you sent me a a. a, a, a is it just because they were bad, or, or or is this a protest that they want a new field? I, well, I, you still haven't gotten to what I actually sent you, so I'm going to jump in here and kind of take 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 the reins on this. So this was from Thursday, uh, the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission, so the BCDC, uh, met and voted to reclassify the 56-acre terminal at the Port of Oakland as a mixed-use area. 
Why that's important is this was the area that was proposed uh, for the A's to get a new stadium and, and to stay in Oakland. And so this 56-acre area would have a mixed-use area, which would have a ballpark as well as other facilities and, and things like that. That vote happened and was approved. It was the My understanding of it is it was the first step and a first very important step that needed to happen to get the A's – to stay in Oakland. Um, now, now to your question, Jim, of what led this to, like, how did this get to be? I, I think that it just kind of, in in this type of thing, when you're dealing with a team moving, it's a slow burn in general. Like, the Raiders leaving Oakland was like a four-year thing. Right, I, I understand so that. I, I think there's a slow burn to it, and I, I think just eventually it kind of, it kind of gets to the point where it's like, hey, this is a team, this is a team that that the city loves, but they are not going out of protest in a way like that's pretty well documented. If you want this team to stay here and be popular, you've got to get a move on this. And I, I think eventually kind of push comes to shove. And, and, this, and if they're going to stay, these startups and processes will begin. So this is the first step. There's many hurdles to be had still with this, but this is a, big first step in the A's staying in Oakland, which as someone from the expanded Bay Area, I want them to stay. I hate that the Raiders left. I hate that the Warriors switched cities. Uh, Oakland's a amazing sports town, and I really hope they can figure this out and the A's can stay. Hello, you're on the air. I am so happy that Oakland is figuring it out. I mean, yes. honestly, the athletics are like the jelly to Oakland's peanut butter, man. They, they have to stay there. The last standing team please keep the a's there in a waterfront park it's it this is like my my team in tampa you know which plays in st petersburg the rays and they need a stadium so bad they were going to do the crazy idea of the montreal half a year tampa half Mm -hmm. a year just to get a stadium i hate seeing blue blood teams i'm not saying the rays are a blue blood team but they've been in one city their whole life switch cities just because of not being able to figure out little things like a stadium, which I understand is complicated, but oh, please keep the athletics, keep them in there. And Vince, what gets me, what gets me so excited about this Vince is I remember when the Raiders were moving to Vegas and they showed like the concept art for, Hey, this is what the new arena, the new stadium is going to be in Vegas for the Raiders. And it came out looking pretty much exactly like that. I'm looking at the concept art for what this, this, area is going to look like for the A's if this happens. It is so gorgeous, and the backdrop of being right on the bay, it's just perfect. So just just, just to be clear, and, and Jared, did you answer this question? Was it publicly known that the reason that there was only 3,000 people, no one was going to these games, it was out of protest, or do they just stink this year? Combination of both. It's, it's it's a combination of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a combination. Uh, of both. Well, you you look at the team. Yes, they're bad, and Oakland is known to support their teams regardless. So I think that the attendance would be better. But I do believe there is a conscious effort in Oakland to to not go to the games. And so, you know, the, the A's the A's would draw twice as many, which is not a lot you know, for a stadium that size, but they would draw more if people were going just to support the team. If if there wasn't this protest, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I'll buy that. Uh, and the stadium looks so good, though. It's just it's perfect. Just make it happen. Well, that's that's what they did with the uh, the Warriors. I mean, they they're the Warriors. I believe are right on the are right on the water, as are the Giants. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's it's an amazing use of space. The, 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 yeah, fifty six acres. Fifty six acres. Well, yeah, I would say too. What is that space being used for right now in Oakland? Probably not a whole lot. You know, yeah. so why not take an area? You know, beautify it a little bit, add some extra stuff, probably a park or something. And, you know, I don't know. They'll probably do something fun with it and, you know, take some space not being used that's already there and, and you know, repurpose it. Yeah. And, and, and the, the mayor of Oakland came out with a statement uh, about and, and I, there's a, there's obviously a pie in the sky element to this. We're talking about, you know, it's not just a baseball stadium housing, jobs, public access oh, really? to the waterfront. Like there's there's more to this than just a baseball stadium, which is one of the reasons it's so complicated when you deal with something like this is because very often it's a large area that's not just being used for professional sports. Right. Is that going on the ballot for this year for the uh, public to vote on? I don't see that's one thing that this article that I found is very uh poorly written is it doesn't really give like what the follow-up to this is in terms of what happens next gotcha yeah hang on you're next yeah right on well i'll, I'll <laughs> let you take that call jim and i were getting short on time here so um looking forward to being in the studio next week and i uh, will chat with you guys later thanks you're awesome thanks Vince. you're on the air yeah thanks gentlemen i missed most of your show i just came up into this discussion of new stadium for oakland and, and I just wanted to say that when I was in graduate school, I remember being in a course where they did pretty deep analysis of how it plays out for the public treasury versus, you know, what the transfer of public money to private ownership was. And it actually came out pretty bad for, for public stadiums. And they had oh, cases yeah. from all over the United States and, and it's just really a, you know, public tax dollar transfer of wealth to billionaires is pretty much how it played out. So, and, and there was a lot of history with them trying to sweeten the pot with public housing or this or that. And often it didn't happen or didn't happen quite the way that it was portrayed. And it left me kind of a sour taste in my mouth to, you know, that kind of transfer of wealth, especially when the people that wound up really benefiting were already billionaires. And so it, it really doesn't pay from any sort of a, you know, public-private partnership sort of analysis like we used to do for many different kinds of projects, some of which worked quite well. Stadiums wasn't one of them. I so, just wanted so to make that comment. Is, is that a given, Chair, um, with this caller ex explaining that? Is this a projected co-op between public and private interests? Oh, it always, it always is. Oh, it, it always is. That's not, yeah, that's, that's, and caller, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there, it's pretty common that it's a split between ownership and the city that ends up paying for a new stadium, right? Yeah, and, uh, and also, I mean, there are huge, you know, like investments in, public infrastructure that have to be done, and that's usually done at taxpayers, uh, uh, um, ta taxpayer expense. And, you know, these billionaires didn't get to be billionaires by being stupid. 
Many of them made their money through, you know, transfers of wealth, whether it be Ross Perot making his money off, you know, health care that was government funded, even though we would talk against the government. And, you know, there's a long history of this kind of game of people becoming quite wealthy doing public works projects or, you know, things where they get a lot of favorable benefits. Yeah. And, and Jim, to, to kind of give you one that's close to home for you. Uh, this is from an article from March 28th from the Chicago Tribune. Uh, the Buffalo Bills right now, uh, NFL team, they have a proposed new stadium uh, that is that is being worked on. $1.4 billion stadium, uh, $850 million of that. So round it up, call it a billion of that yeah. would be on the taxpayer. And the rest is, is the bills. The rest is is the ownership. That of, pays for of the bills. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, yeah, Carl, you're absolutely right. This never, it never ends up working out for the fan or for the taxpayers, other than they get to go watch their team in a new stadium and line the pocket of the owner, as you kind of said. Like That's they true. get the satisfaction of getting to go watch their team in a new stadium or a new arena, but they're paying for a huge portion of that, and they just don't see it because of taxes, or they don't think about it maybe because of taxes. And the owners could do it. Yes, it doesn't yes, have to absolutely. be structured this way. These yep. rich guys have just gotten spoiled figuring they can bamboozle the public treasury into paying huge amounts of yep. you know their vanity project. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so, somehow, I don't think any of this is a surprise to anyone in the U.S. of A. That this is... The, the, <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly. <clears throat> I mean, I... I know I'm I'm going to uh, back to England where I played basketball this fall, and I, I I found out that a guy that was an assistant coach on our team in 1982 now owns the team, built his own stadium, and and now owns owns a team. <laughs> so I'm excited about seeing what it's all about. Let me take one more call before we run out of time. Thank you. Yeah, you're on the air. I've got about two minutes. I, I jump in real quick here yep. uh, one more time. I, lo- I love that last caller. Um, I was I which made me quickly look it up. Uh, they've done a couple of polls already, and 46% of Oakland residents is uh, opposed paying any taxpayer money towards that stadium. Um, 46. So that, yeah, so that's basically half the people are like, no, God, no. I mean, you got to figure Oakland's a low budget city to begin with. Uh, that everything is costing more, you know. Everything goes up, but wages. So it's you know I could see, I could see that that did go to a public vote getting getting knocked down. Um, but you know, Vince, you know what's I'm, I'm curious about with that, and I don't I don't think this is an answer. We don't we have the answers. I'm curious what of what percentage of that forty six percent wants the A's to stay in Oakland. Well, that's that's the rub, right? I mean, right. I called them exactly. a few minutes ago, and I was all excited. I was like, "Yeah, keep the A's." And then, of course, you think about it for a second, and you're like, "No, yes, yes, keep the A's." But how can you do it without making the average person pay for a right. team to stay there? Huh. You know, when they're not getting any real benefit from it. So, yep. I just had to chime back in because I love that guy. He brings up some you know the alternative point and reminds us that it's not so simple. So we're at um, a t- we're at a time here, yeah. but while while we're here. Yeah. Um, let's let's make the announcement, Jerry. You're not going to be here next week, and yeah, so the other I person. I won't be here. I won't be here next week. Vince and Jim have got have got the show on lockdown. Hopefully, I'll give a call uh, if if I have an opportunity to. 
Um, but yeah, Vince, uh, you ready? You ready for next week? Fired up, man. Back in the studio, man. Love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good right. stuff. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up here. Um, thanks to everyone that called and, and brought up stuff here on the sports phone. It's always appreciated. We love hearing different opinions, different topics, different, different ideas everything we love hearing it thank you everyone that called really really do appreciate it we'll be back next week i will not be here that'll be july 10th uh we'll be back jim and vince will have the show uh handled and we'll talk to everybody next week thank you so much thanks a lot gerald miss you this has been a production of mendocino county public broadcasting kzyx philo 90.7 fm kzyz willits and ukiah 91.5 fm and fort bragg at 88.1 fm you can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner thank you for listening